stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, very much looking forward to this next conversation. Important conversation about the Canada-U.S. relationship. An important conversation about the art of diplomacy. Uh, an allusion here to the uh, title uh, of this book. Uh, but to also talk about the story of our next two guests uh, and the interesting position they found themselves in in 2014. The book is called The Art of Diplomacy, Strengthening the Canada-U.S. Relationship in Times of Uncertainty. And I'm very pleased and honored to welcome into the studio the co-authors of this book, former U.S. Ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman, and Vicki Heyman, thank you so much uh, for coming in here today. Thank really you. appreciate this. Good to be here. Uh, talk a bit about how the two of you approach the role of being ambassador, because in, in a way, it's almost as though the U.S. had co-ambassadors to Canada. You, you pl- approached this as, as a partnership, didn't you? So that that's Very much so. Joe Biden, when he swore uh, me in as the official U.S. ambassador, he said out to the audience at the State mm-hmm. Department, Hey, everybody, Canada's getting a twofer here. And that was so true. Vicki and I, our relationship started and was born out of studying together in graduate school and uh, and uh, evolved into not only a love relationship, but a working relationship where we have done things together all of our lives. When we met one Barack Obama over dinner in 2006, we were not politically engaged. We were not deep partisans. We're not one party or another, but we came um, very much attracted to this man and his vision for uh, the future of the world and our country. And so we said, we're going to start working for him. And both of us did. Both of us were involved all throughout that first campaign. And then the second campaign, Vicki took a leadership role in the state of Illinois, and I took a leadership role in the business advisory side. And so when it was time, when we were given the opportunity to stay on with the administration and do something else, you know, the funny thing was a conversation was going, okay, would you consider maybe being, you know, recommended for an ambassadorship? And we kept saying, yes, we would. Yes, we would. (laughs) And they kept saying, well, wait a minute. There's only a, one ambassador. There's only one ambassador. So, but we tackled life this way. And Vicki, through culture and art and um, working with youth and me and the political and business side, I think it was a good match. And Canada accepts partners in this way. And yeah. so we, we took it on together. You know, the position's open again, by the way. I don't, I don't um, suppose either of you have been approached about it. <laughs> I don't it's think quite unlikely, this, uh, given uh, given our dialogue and communication, that uh, President Trump would select well, us. But, look. but I would say that we have this wonderful opportunity with our mm-hmm. book and with our voices to be citizen ambassadors. And yeah. that's really what we're doing now as citizens, um, being ambassadors for this amazing friendship, relationship, partnership between the U.S. and Canada. What do you take the role to mean? What, what is an ambassador's job? Gosh. Official ambassador, uh, well, I mean, the diplomatic yeah. role yeah. as posted so that everybody understands you're the most senior government official uh, for the country you represent. For me, it was the United States of America. We have seven consulates across the country, nearly a thousand employees and family members and so forth working together. You work together um, on representing all things to do with the United States of America, um, sometimes complicated and difficult issues, uh, and sometimes normal run-of-the-day things that we work on. You are representing Barack Obama, in my case, the President of the United States. You've sworn in to preserve and protect the Constitution of our country. 
but you're also a go-between, and you take back, uh, and for my case, uh, Canada, we took back to Washington the views and perspectives of the Canadian government and the Canadian people so that when we developed policies, we took that very much into consideration, and that that is a really important role in the world. I would say, you know, expanding beyond that, in a classic sense, the way Bruce described the role of the ambassador, but I would say... Being an ambassador or being a diplomat and using the art of diplomacy is really yeah. about listening, being curious, deepening relationships, finding bridges, and figuring out ways in which you can connect humanly and um, to individuals living in this country. And think beyond just government and beyond just Ottawa, but travel. we travel this country expansively, extensively. Right. We met people from all walks of life, from the Arctic to Atlantic Canada to out west here. And... Um, we went to very different kinds of places and spaces. And, you know, I think in being a successful diplomat and being successful in this role is about the art of human connection, understanding each other essentially and building on that. And for us in our in our role here, it was an opportunity. We felt it was an opportunity to not just be ambassador to Ottawa and Bruce's sense working only in the political space, but was to get out and really become ambassadors to all of Canada. And it was a gift to do that. We learned had amazing Canadian teachers. Well, it's interesting in the book, uh, you talk about taking the position and what countries might you be interested in going to. There was three countries, Canada, (laughs) Canada, Canada, Canada. Canada. for sure. (laughs) So what, what did you know about Canada prior to coming to, I mean, had you spent much time here? So think about it in three different buckets and Vicky will dive in. Um, so there's the personal, my first country I ever visited as a youth, uh, was Canada and Expo 67. Yes, I am that old. (laughs) Um, uh, but we traveled here on vacations and family events mm-hmm. and, um, number one, number two, from a business perspective, um, I worked at Goldman Sachs for 34 years, but one of the businesses that I was responsible for covered from throughout, from Alberta all the way through Ontario. And, um, that was a wealth management business and run out of Chicago, but traveled to Canada quite a bit for business. And then third... So I, my grandparents, my grandfather and my great-grandparents were Canadian. Oh, is that right? Um, they were, came here from Belarus over 100 years ago. My grandpa and my great-grandpa first yeah. and um, made a, a bit of a life here for a year and then sent for my great-grandmother with five children in wow. steerage. She came here, one that was six months old. He worked as a garment presser, my great-grandpa, in uh Toronto, and my grandfather left at the age of 26, and he moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, and opened a small barber shop there. That's where my father was born, and that and is you too, and me too, <laughs> and that is um, really our cross-border familial connection to mm-hmm. Canada. As a small child, I didn't spend a lot of time, but I always knew about Canada from my grandpa. And um, I'll just tell you quickly, it was an ama- it's a, was an amazing, deep connection for me to the country. And I share that experience with so many other um, Americans and Canadians, that um, immigrant experience. Right. And um, it really connected me very deeply to this country. Yeah, it's interesting because you're, you're going across Canada. You, you're sort of the face of the United States in, in that context, but that you're also you're that, that bridge in a way right. back right. to the U.S. Exactly. as well. Exactly. Deepening that, that understanding between the two countries. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly the purpose of this book is to be that bridge. Yeah. Um, we're promoting, not promoting, we've been on this road 
tour, I guess you call it a roadshow, with the book for over a month. And we're doing it both in Canada and the U.S. So it's an opportunity for us to continue to be that bridge between both of our countries and provide for Americans a closer look at the true Canada, the beauty of the land, the incredible diversity of the people. And it's a great opportunity for us to you know, try to be interpreters, if we can, of the current government, and also to um, present to Canadians, to Americans' perspective of, of the majesty of their country and the incredible... Um, but a fun, easy people. read, um, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, self-deprecating humor, yes. um, some of the faux pas that we committed, <laughs> right. which are not insignificant are at times. Um, and some of the most amazing people we met from coast to coast, from fishermen to artists to prime ministers, both of them, mm-hmm. uh, Supreme Court justices, etc. And you get this view of two real people coming up and experiencing Canada from coast to coast to coast. And in, in a way that, you know, we get to see your own right. country in a way that uh, some you fun really behind do. the scenes tales. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, because, yeah, obviously it, it meant something to you. But what matters is, does it mean something to your boss? And, and it did. Right. The relationship mattered to the president. Barack Obama. Obama. Yes, that president. Yes. <laughs> Your boss. Oh, it yeah. definitely meant something to him. Mm-hmm. And yes. so it was demonstrated clearly that he had the first state dinner in nearly 20 years uh, with uh, the Prime Minister Trudeau coming down. And then the reciprocal in more than 20 years, a president hadn't addressed parliament. Mm-hmm. So regardless of conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, we hadn't had a president address parliament in more than 20 years. Um, And that was Barack Obama. The first country he visited was Canada. And so on all of those things together, and by the way, his sister is married to a Canadian. So it's family for him as well. Yeah, and I would just say when he opened up his speech in Parliament, um, he opened up with a quote, which is the opening quote of our book, the world needs more Canada, you know, June 2016. And he felt that from the bottom of his heart, and he showed that by coming here as the first country and the type of relationship he developed um, with both our Prime Minister Harper and certainly with Justin Trudeau. Sure. And, and look, it's it's a, a deep history. It, it goes beyond whoever's in, in power at the time. But you, you're going to get prime ministers, presidents who maybe don't see eye to eye on everything. And obviously, right. you, you kind of saw both sides of that in your time here, where right. you had Prime Minister Harper, then Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, you, you sort of saw both sides of that. Correct. But, but was it, I mean, how much difference was there in, in the relationship? The, the relationship at the 40,000 foot level was strong, mm-hmm. thriving. And I don't think either of those two prime ministers or President Obama or anybody else prior to this president that we currently have would put in jeopardy the overall relationship, even if there was a difference, yeah. even if there's a difference over, you know, military activity like the Vietnam War or Iraq participation or ballistic bombing systems or Keystone Pipeline or any of these things. Sure. Right. The relationship's bigger than that. Those are all important. Those are big subjects. And, you know, for many people, it, it is the existential subject. But for two countries, by the way, we're going to be neighbors. And so we're not moving, right. neither of us. And we have this incredibly interlocking relationship that, you know, we have to sit down and understand that that rises above any of these tactical, you know, differences. Kind of like I've always said, you can disagree without being disagreeable mm-hmm. and not, you know, threaten this relationship and still go get a drink afterwards, even though we say we're, we don't agree on something. 
I think over the last two years, President Trump has gone more direct at Canada in yeah. in very challenging and difficult ways, which is part of the reason we wrote the book and we're out talking about it. I mean, it does. Yeah, something feels different. I, I, you know, even though we're able to get an after deal done, uh, we finally resolved this business with the, uh, the steel tariffs. It, it just feels as though diplomacy doesn't doesn't matter right now. Is that does that what it feels like? What's what's changed? What's the significant difference as you see it? The significant difference as I see it is that the president doesn't value relationships. He doesn't value relationships within the country and he doesn't value relationships outside the country. He looks at them as, you know, kind of tactical advantages that he wants to gain from someone. And if he can gain it, then he just moves on to something else. More disposable relationships, kind of like a painting contractor, a cement contractor yeah. in a building. And by the way, that's his history. But look, you can't Transactional treat... binary. Transactional relationships right. binary Binary. Outcomes. I win, you lose. As opposed to in the world of diplomacy. Win, and win. Win, win. Yeah. We've got to find paths where we can work together and, and find agreement. And, and, you know, even when we disagree, that we can find paths to continue to having this incredibly strong relationship. As opposed right. to... When I'm not getting what I want, I'm going to threaten to crush you, which is what he did when he said, if you don't give me these certain conditions on this new NAFTA, I'm going to tax your auto industry and I don't care. Saying the words I don't care and then saying I'm going to crush your auto industry just because and then the steel and aluminum tariffs, you know, just in spite to leave them right. on even after you get the agreement and then the China situation you're in. And the Northwest Passage, which they just said, is open waterways. It's not yours. Mm. This is hostile, and it's not. It's not right. Well, yeah, the China situation. It's one of those areas where we, we do have common interests globally, and the, you know, to have allies and friends to present a common front and take on these challenges together. That really seems to have been lost, at oh, least at the moment. You're spot on there, and the you know, I, I'm from Vicky and my view, and so many of our friends and people that we've worked with, and I would say a lot of people in America. What makes America great is the relationships that we have internationally, because no one country, regardless of how strong your economy is or how big your military is, this is not a go-it-alone world. And tackling some of the tougher issues of the planet um, should be done in collaboration with people with like minds and values. And that's the way we've always operated. Canada, you have been there for the United States. You were there for us in Iran when you brought out those diplomats. You were there for us in Gander. Mm -hmm. You were there for us in Afghanistan when you had fatalities at a higher proportion. You've been there for us through thick and thin. And you know what? There's something really valuable about that. That said, and that's all true. Does that mean that the relationship is still bigger than, than any one administration? You know, as sure we say, so. presidents and prime ministers come and go. The relationship endures. Is, is that still true? The answer is yes, it's true, but damage has been done. And so trust has been broken. And, you know, look, if those of you listening here today know if you're in a personal relationship with somebody and you, you work so hard to build up trust and one or two of you break that trust... You know, yeah, you may want to still have a relationship, but you have to earn that trust back. Guarded. And it's not going to be real easy at times. That's true in business. 
That's also true between countries. And every from coast to coast to coast, we've been traveling in Canada. And it's kind of like, hey, you've really taken it to Canada here, you, you, the United States. You know, how do I know you're not going to do that again in the future? Right. Which is the or, same conversation you have as an individual. Like if somebody violates your trust and you turn around to them and say, how do I know you're not going to do that again? And you're going to have to work really hard to prove it. Yeah. Well, you're uh, in town. There's an event tonight taking place for WordFest. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. More details at WordFest.com. More about the book at UnchartedLLC.com. It is called The Art of Diplomacy, Strengthening the Canada-U.S. Relationship in Times of Uncertainty. Bruce Heyman, Vicki Heyman, very important book, important words, and thank, thank you so much you. to both thank of you for you. coming in here today. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. All right. That is former U.S. Ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman. Vicki Heyman as well, co-authors of The Art of Diplomacy. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.